baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We have one of our guests for Center Stage. This is where Gerilyn talks arts and entertainment, and she lets you know what's going on in the Twin Cities. And, you know, tonight ain't going to be no different just because I'm filling in. And uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Sheck is here. Um, what the Constitution Means to Me is the first post-pandemic show at the Guthrie Theater, and uh, it's been really getting great reviews. And so, Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Girl, now you got to tell me about this national tour, what the Constitution means to me, because, you know, from what I understand, honey, you are passionate about theater. You love the stage, the improv, the the dedication to it, the political debate, the activism, and that is all culminating in this performance, and it is coming to um, our town, and, you know, a lot of people can't wait to see it at the Guthrie. Yeah, absolutely. So basically the show, What the Constitution Means to Me, it really breathes new life into our Constitution and imagines how it's going to shape the next generation of Americans. So essentially at 15, Heidi earned her college tuition by winning constitutional debate competitions across the United States. And in the play, Heidi resurrects herself as a teenager to talk about how the Constitution has shaped her life and shaped the women in the generations of her family and how the Constitution continues to affect uh, our lives today, which I think is just really great. Oh, my God. And, you know, uh, politics, it's um, we can't get away from it. It used to be, you know, oh, well, I'm not a very political person. Nobody says that anymore because politics are a part of every facet of our lives, including our theater. And, and so this is just kind of blending, you know, real world, real life politics into what we love most. And that's seeing people perform on the big stage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely do not stray away from political issues. If anything, we lean into it because we know mm-hmm. that it's really affecting people's lives today. And that's what we think is so important to talk about. Now, we talk about um, the characters and um, the, the debate. And, you know, I think about Jason DeRussia and he was just recruiting people um, for his uh, one of his kids debate teams to be judges and, and to be mentors and, and, you know, to be coaches and, and that kind of thing. And a lot of kids, young people are getting more into politics. And, and so, you know, my son, Andrew, is really into it. And so, you know, we were kind of looking at and talking about this and, you know, just how um you know this is not foreign to young people when you start talking about um high school students and even junior high school students looking at this in this performance and in in this theatrical production and really you know finding themselves in the characters yeah absolutely so i think that the play really does reflect a lot on young people and it really shows us how young people can affect people's lives and how really in tune a lot of us are. Like, for example, in my role, I get to debate with Heidi at the end and mm-hmm. speak for a lot of people today about the Constitution. And eventually, we have the audience vote on whether or not to abolish the Constitution each performance. So I really do think that young people can get a lot out of this show. And I just really love how it shows that young people are influential 
and that we do have a say in shaping the world. And, you know, you look at folks like Amanda Gorman, you know, the youngest Mm -hmm. poet laureate. You look at uh, Greta, who is saving the planet and and so many other young people who are doing amazing things. And, you know, I just think that this show is so inspiring for them. And, you know, when they can go to the theater and see people who look like them, who are talking about issues important to them, who are their age um, in their age range and, you know, who are, you know, just uh, representing them, because a lot of times young people are not represented in theater unless they're going to the children's theater so you know this is this is a, a an opportunity for young and old alike to come out and enjoy this performance right yes absolutely i think that people of all ages can really get something out of this i know we've had performance or like we have performances and in the audience there's like elderly people and there's kids and i think mm-hmm. everyone in between that can really learn a lot from the show and be inspired and just get a chance to reflect on their selves and their position in the world. Now, girl, have you been to Minnesota before? I have not. Girl, that's what I thought. Okay, because I'm Googling your name in Minnesota and nothing is coming up, girl. You got to you gotta spend more time here. Now, how long are you going to be here with this performance? Because we're going to have to hook up. Yeah, so we've been here for a couple weeks so far, and we're going to be playing here for another week. So Okay. All right, girl. So what have you enjoyed most about our city during your stay? I honestly really like it. I'm from Southern California. I'm from mm-hmm. Los Angeles. So the weather has been a little bit of an adjustment. Especially <laughs> the day. It was like 40 degrees and I was like, oh my gosh. But other than that, everything has honestly been really great. I really love, I think, the art here. Um, oh, the yeah. Minneapolis mm-hmm. Institute of Art. I went to the Sculpture Garden earlier today, yes. actually. So beautiful. It's really great. You know what, girl? You better be lucky you here now and not last year because last year, either yesterday or today, there was a snowstorm and we got like oh. eight to ten inches exactly last year this time. So, girl, you good because it's like 40 degrees. Girl, you know, you probably the only one out there with a coat on because, you know, we roll out in shorts and a t-shirt at 40 degrees. We don't even need a jacket. I saw people in like a short sleeve shirt and I was in my (laughs) (laughs) now girl the Guthrie is one of our favorite places in the world it is a beautiful theater what's it like for you to perform there for the first time it's honestly amazing I couldn't be more grateful everyone who works here is so kind and amazing and generous to me and honestly all the performances here in Minneapolis have been really amazing too I came to this show through debate. I didn't really have that much of a theater background, even though I obviously do appreciate the art and the craft so very much. So just having the opportunity to come here and share my ideas in the city that I don't live in has been just really inspiring and great. Oh, well, I'm so glad you took the time to hang out with us. Jocelyn Sheck, uh, she is a part of the production over at the Guthrie, Guthrie Theater, What the Constitution Means to me it's the first post-pandemic show at the theater and everybody is loving it old and young alike bring your kids y'all are going to be debating all the way home okay it's not just a show about debate there's going to be some debate all the way home the next day when you wake up you'll be talking about it thank you so much for being part of the show and being on center stage with me tonight yes for sure thank you so much for having me this has been a blast
All right, girl. Okay, now look, next week we're going to have to find some time to get some cocktails, okay? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Okay. We got some amazing vodka made only in Minnesota. It's called Great Duck Vodka. You probably never heard of it before, but I'm going to make sure you get to try it before you go. Mm. <laughs> mm, okay. That's an excuse. That's an excuse for me to drink. It's it's really not about you, girl. It's about me having a drink, but I, I, I look forward to meeting you. All right. And we're going to be meeting some more cool performers right here on Center Stage. Y'all stick around. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast man they want me to talk to mark joseph i want to talk to mark joseph i want to keep listening to that music and pour me a glass of great duck vodka that's good drinking music right there mark welcome to the show hey now baby Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, baby, you are doing that. That's from your third studio album, Vegas Motel. You had a show on Friday night at the Hook and Ladder. Tell me how the crowd reacted, because I'm telling you, I'm reaching up to my liquor cabinet now, hoping this chord will make it, because that's one of those songs where you need to pour you a drink and sit back and just sing along. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Uh, you know, the whole record are, are all true stories about people in my life uh, that I know and I love and stories I respect, people that I care about. So it was, uh, and I set up all the songs that way. So I talked about them a little bit in the backstory and it was, uh, it was beautiful. It was really special. We had the horn section and all the ham mm-hmm. and organ and everything. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just songs, it's storytelling. And, you know, we've been so disconnected for the past almost two years, Mark. And these stories are bringing us back. It's connecting us. So whether you know somebody who reminds you of the person you're talking about or you've been through that experience, are you feeling that audiences are really connecting to this new way of you, you, you talking to them through song and stories? Yeah, I think it resonates right now for sure. Um, I wrote a number of these songs in kind of the heart of the uh, the lockdowns over uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas last year, where it's not only are we disconnected, we can't go out, can't tour, you know, go do any of the normal things we're doing. And then on top of it, then it's the holidays, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I think some of it came out through that time period because of that longing for connection and I was thinking about these people in my life, and I'm like, these are stories that need to be told. 
a way to sort of uh, honor some people too that, you know, who are some of my heroes, you know, people who have, you know, either uh, had, uh, you know, great faced great tragedies or also uh, persevered through them and then also, uh, you know, um, move forward in their lives in different ways that, that, that they, you know, making their dreams come true as well. So mm-hmm. these kind of stories that I want to share with the world, you know. So. I mean, how did you keep your motivation? Because, you know, y'all are entertainers. Y'all feed off the crowd. Y'all like being in the middle of folk and performing and vibing off people that vibe off you. And you couldn't do that for almost two years. How did you keep your spirits up during that time? Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. The first the first couple months were were really rough. Um, really, for me, the saving grace uh, was uh, was these live streams that we were doing. Yeah, um, we, yeah, we started doing all these live streams, and uh, I was I was truly blessed to uh, be able to. Uh, I was f- five minutes from my house is a great studio called Rice Street Circus Studios, and they had all of the streaming gear video, audio, everything. Um, and so I was blessed to have that at my fingertips. And literally uh, within seven days after the whole world shut down, was it March 13th or whatever it was? Um, you know, I was I was in there. I started the March Joseph special. So we started doing a live stream every week. Sometimes we would do two or three a week. Um, it was strange. You know, it was such a strange reality uh, shift for me. You know, it's like certainly different than playing a live show. Um, it's something that took some getting used to. It's broadcasting, you know. It's uh, I felt like I was running my own TV show a little bit. I was gonna so, say, yeah. You, so, how long did it take you to get up to speed on this technology thing, though? Because that's what left a lot of people in the dust. Is that you know a lot of us are dinosaurs, man. You know these young kids, my, right. my seven and eight yeah. year old, they're muting the mic for Zoom and they're showing me how to do the parental controls. I'm like, you know what? If if you need to show yep. me how to do the parental controls, let's just not do them because you the kid, yeah. I'm the adult. Don't don't, don't even worry about it. So was it hard for you to get kind of caught up on technology? You know, I, again, like I, uh, I try to empower people uh, around me or surround myself with people who are very good at what they do. So luckily I was blessed to have people around me who are professionals at said crafts and skills. And, and <laughs> I know so that's I, right. I know that's right. Yeah, just pay them. Just yeah. take the money. Just take the well, money. If you want to do it right, you know, that's, you, yeah. I was, I was saying, you know, everybody says you get what you pay for, you know, it's also, you, you get what you don't pay for as well, mm. so, you know, and it's like, so, I, you know, I did, I learned a lot through the whole experience. What I, more of what I learned than the, than the tech side though, was how to engage an audience uh, in long form, um, you know, long form, like we're talking two, three hour long shows over mm. video and audio. Um, sitting in the studio by myself. That was something I had never done before, and it took a little mm. getting used to. And every week we would sort of refine it a little bit, and I felt like it got a little stronger. And next week we'd be like, okay, I didn't like that angle. Let's try this. Let's try. I started having guests call in. I mean, not similar, you know, similar to what we're doing right now. Um, we, we would have, uh, I would have uh, sponsors. We do try all kinds of different things, you know. So I learned a lot about that, like sort of being able to hold an audience over video you know, like a, like a video, like a streaming uh, scenario yeah. for like two, three hours. It was, it was, it was wild. It was cool. Actually. I just, I just can't wait for folks to get this album, Vegas Motel, the third studio album for Mark Joseph. You can go to his website, markjoseph-music.com. Thank you for being on center stage. This has been amazing. I love it. I'm telling you, as soon as the commercial comes, I'm going to go to my liquor cabinet and give me a drink, and I'll be playing the music while the commercial's playing. 
thank you so much. What a blessing to be on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, best of luck. And come back now. You got to come back when, when you're performing yeah. again and doing some stuff. Come back. Let's let's play some more of that music. I love it. I love what you're doing. Let's, let's do it. Thank you. I, we will for sure. Absolutely. All right. And, hey, y'all don't want to go anywhere. Stick around. Coming up next, uh, Raw, True, The Consequences of White Privilege on the Black Experience in America. That series is up next. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 949. It's still talking. It's center stage. Geraldine is out. I'm in. My name is Shaletta Brandon. You can catch me here every Saturday from 11 to 2 on the Shaletta Show. And White Privilege uh, by Melania Moore tells a story. It is raw. It is true about the consequences of white privilege on the black experience in America. It's performed in a series of vignettes by both black and white actors. Um, and, and white privilege. It, it talks about a wide range of issues surrounding race, including microaggression, cultural appropriation, everything that is going on right now in our country. And, you know, one of the stars is joining us, uh, Nandy Tippett. Nandy, thank you so much for being on Still Talking. Hi, Saletta. It's Nandy. Nandy. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for being here, Nandy. And and Justin Cervantes is, is here as well. He's also, um, you know, the director um, of this uh, production. And I thank you both so much for joining us. And, you know, I we talk about it. We read books about it. But to see it play out on the stage, uh, Justin, this is this is a lot. Um, you know, how did this production come about? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having to be on the show, having us, uh, myself and Nandi on, on the show. We're super excited to be talking about this. So this has actually been in the works for a year and a half. Uh, we started to uh, meet about this uh, in early 2020. Uh, we actually had auditions back in January of 2020. And uh, we then were able to cast the show. And, you know, by the time we got to March, there had to be the conversations of what were we going to do as far as performing this show because the pandemic was starting to unfortunately uh, get into full swing of things. And so we actually had to postpone it. And uh, so we would, uh, myself and the artistic director would talk back and forth kind of throughout the year. But as it turns out, we finally were able to just this summer say, all right, we're doing this show. Here we go. We're going to, you know, get some new cast members together, you know, because some of the actors, you know, had to move on to other opportunities because it was right. just a long time. Uh, but yes, we finally were able to uh, get rehearsals and, you know, we met as a cast um, in mid-September and it was really great to see everybody all together. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to having the performances uh, start this Friday. Yes. And, and Nandi, you know, it's heavy. You know, how do you perform this? How do you rehearse this? How do you put this on without being absolutely drained and exhausted at the end of every night? You know, the truth is, I don't. We are definitely putting it all on the floor. Girl, hello. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we feel it 
even at practices. Um, it's just, it is a heavy topic, but it's moving. You know, I, we find ourselves mm-hmm. like watching each other on stage and just like feeling that power of like, oh my God, this is, this is what we need to be talking about and just breaking mm-hmm. down that discomfort. Like, wow, this conversation has to happen. Somebody had to say it. And we're opening that dialogue with this performance. I'm very excited about it. And, um, you know, Justin, the one thing that struck me is, you know, every Sunday, um, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said it best, churches are the most segregated places in America. And you are putting these performances on at churches. On the 22nd, you're at Transfiguration Lutheran Church in Bloomington. The 23rd, you're at Gethsemane Lutheran Church. On the 24th, you're at Faith Lutheran Church. Uh, Talk to me about that, Justin. How did you pull that one off? Oh, absolutely. Well, I do have to admit, a lot of this came from the producer of our show, the artistic director, Shelly Smith. Uh, you know, she was the one who's putting together all the different performance venues. Uh, but yes, uh, one of the reasons why we wanted this to be performed at churches was mainly because of the audience makeup. And we knew that the audience that made up uh, churches, church congregations, were going to really be the ones who would need to see this type of show. Uh, you know, one of the things that was actually brought about was, you know, we chose Lutheran churches because they tend to be predominantly white. And, you know, this is a type of show where, you know, we obviously want all ethnicities to see it. Uh, but given the title, White Privilege, uh, we, we did feel that uh, the audiences who need to see us would be more likely to go to that type of uh, congregation. So uh, I'm definitely uh, interested to see what people think and, and their reactions. And we, we kind of actually been hearing that on social media uh, so, you know, Chain Reaction Theater Project does have a social media presence, and there are people that, you know, are, are really excited and celebrating, and then there are some people that you may hear the term troll, and they have their comments and, you know, their thoughts on things. But uh, overall, we feel very confident in uh, the audience makeup that will be at our performances. And if you all want to know um, where they're going to be performing, how you can get tickets, ChainReactionTP.com. ChainReactionTP.com is where you can get more information about white privilege, um, a series Mm -hmm. of vignettes by both black and white actors exploring a wide range of issues surrounding race. And, Nandi, when people come out, what can they expect? Because you know Minnesotans, they nice. They don't like to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And so, you know, when you start talking about making people, uncomfortable it's really the only way change can happen you know change doesn't happen you know because people are nice to one another change is sometimes ugly Mm -hmm. i agree it's definitely one of those feelings where you're like okay this isn't this is beyond the elephant in the room we have to talk about it and Mm -hmm. i think my favorite Mm -hmm. thing that's going to be about our performances is that we're on the round We, we get to look each other in the face yeah not just amongst actors, but I get to see people reacting face to face and kind of come down and and feel that energy of like, hey, white privilege exists. What does that feel like in my life? How does that feel in your life? And what are we going to do about it? What are we going to say now that we have people's ears? And how are we going to work together to be co-conspirators and making more equity in our world? You know, that's what we need right now more than anything in the Twin Cities. Okay, Justin, before you go, you have to tell me what will people take away from this when they come and they watch it, they bring their friends and family to um, the churches where you all will be performing starting on the 22nd at 7 p.m. at Transfiguration Lutheran. 
Love it. What I what I want and believe that people will take away from this production is knowing that they can start to rethink uh, their biases. They can start to rethink uh, their perspectives on life and just be more aware and realize the other person's point of view. Uh, yes, I know right now this show is definitely, you know, the white and black experience, but it does go deeper than that. It mm-hmm. goes deeper than color. A lot of it has to do where privilege is so many different um, areas. Uh, but I really want them to walk away with just being more aware of that. And also there is the whole call to action as far as what Chain mm-hmm. Reaction Theater Project does. And so the call to action for this is to think about your actions and what you say and, and just quickly ponder that. And just make a difference, whether you get involved in your community more and you start to integrate with different ethnicities more. Um, and I believe that's going to be a big thing to walk away from it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Chain Reaction TP is where you need to go to check out one of these performances of White Privilege. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 